the DA has called for the lifting this phase of disaster for a very long time. Uh, you know, in fact, it's had terrible economic effects. But what we're worried about is that uh, they might replace us with under the, the National mm. Health Act, and people have got till the 16th of April to object to this. Uh, the National Health Act amendments give enormous powers to the Minister of Health. Very worried about that, but, but it's long overdue that uh, you know we, we got back to normal because the you know the irrational uh, restrictions that we've had for far too long, I think, has hurt the economy and hurt people's lives. Uh, there's still the warning. There's a new variant coming that was discovered in the UK. It, 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 it could always pop up again. Surely we need these restrictions in place? No, look, I, I think we've, we've learned from the experience uh, what works and then what doesn't work. And, and the key thing is that uh, the death rate is much, much lower. And I, I would still encourage people to vaccinate, especially people over 50, the more vulnerable group. But if you look at our figures, it, it's really not uh, justified, uh, you know, to have these type of restrictions. Obviously, we should always be cautious and, and monitor the situation, but, but we need to be flexible. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the way it's been applied for far too long has frankly been irrational and against uh, the scientific advice of, of people in the field. Um, you know, they, they claim to be following scientific advice, but if you listen to professionals, uh, you know, they actually say that uh, that uh, a lot of the regulations were irrational. You remember the time when they banned cooked chicken and you couldn't have uh, open toast shoes, you know, well, you know, that's the sort of thing that happens when you give politicians too much power. And we're very worried that uh, the proposed amendments to the National Health Act uh, just replicate the, the, you know, the abuse of power. And uh, we, will be, we are already making representations to the, to the uh, government that, um, you know, that uh, some of these powers could really be abused and we don't want that. You know, they can force it to detain you if you have a notifiable disease. Uh, and that might be not uh, COVID, it might be something else. I mm. mean, mm. you know, the lesson that uh, we've seen is that we give politicians power, they abuse it. And uh, we need to be very wary and make sure also that uh, there's a balance of factors that are considered. You know, uh, unemployment kills too. You know, if people are starving and they can't make a living for various reasons, uh, they also die. It's, it's far broader than just uh, COVID-19. All right, let's get back to your uh, DA sentiments on foreign nationals using our hospital facilities. The way I understand it is uh, if there's a sick person in our public hospitals, they have to be looked after, right? Uh, that's the constitutional and humane position, and uh, you can't ask uh, doctors to discriminate against patients. Mm-hmm. They have a patient in front of them, and they must do the best uh, to heal them. Uh, but uh, the, the financing of this is a different matter. And in fact, uh, you know, some years ago, this was actually what was done. <laughs> uh, foreign countries were built for, for their patients. So uh, the problem is that you actually need to have a, a proper billing system because obviously you, if you're going to present an account, you, you've got to, you know, have a rationale for it and, and, and back it up. But uh, this shouldn't really be, be controversial. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's already been proposed and was supposed to be working in counting it at one time. And, and that's what I'm going to be following up. I'm going to be asking questions of the Fountain Legislature. Are we billing uh, foreign embassies? Uh, and if not, why not? Because it makes a lot of sense to me. But I suspect what's actually happened is that uh, billing is a shambles like everything else in our hospitals, unfortunately. And look, the, the larger problem of why we have poor treatment in general in our public hospitals is because it's just massive corruption, mismanagement, and uh, wasteful. 
hospital spending, uh, you know, with the root causes of, of the problems that our hospitals are far larger, but certainly the principle of, of getting uh, uh, other countries to pay for the health care of their citizens is a good one. Uh, I hope we can uh, operationalize it. So the background behind this is there stories that there are uh, expectant mothers that are coming into Gauteng giving birth uh, just for that reason because they're getting free medical support. Who is currently paying for it? So if we do get a, a bill, where does it go? Well, it should go to the to the to the country where the person came from, and that's why I say we need to have an accurate billing system. Um, you know, there's a, a better mechanism to do this. You know, the SADC countries. This is the customs union where South Africa pays in a lot of money every year. Um, you know, there, there's no reason why uh, South Africa can't estimate the amount that it costs us to treat their citizens and just deduct it up front. Um, I think that that is something that uh, the national government should, should certainly consider. But at the provincial level, uh, as I said, if we can get the billing system right, uh, just send the bill to, to a foreign embassy. Uh, it would certainly help. I am concerned, though, that there's a massive waste of, of the existing budget. If I can give an example with the housing health budget, it's about 60 billion rand. I mean, that's a huge amount of money. It's the same amount, roughly, as the city of Cape Town spends for for, for, for themselves, and that's an entire city. Uh, the housing health deposit is far larger, uh, has a budget far larger than, than many provinces, but, but uh, we've seen that there's massive wastage and corruption and mismanagement. I mean, that's the real problem uh, in the housing health department, but certainly uh, extra money for, for treating foreign patients, because uh, there are a significant number of foreign patients, and it uh, is true that uh, quite a large number actually come to this country specifically to give birth. So if we can track that, uh, the, the main problem is we don't have accurate figures on this. And, uh, uh, yeah. As I said, the, there's, there's billing chaos at our hospitals. They need to fix this up so that you present uh, a proper account. Uh, that, so you don't know what percentage are. Is this then the DA just jumping on the foreigners are bad for us bandwagon? No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, we, we uh, I have asked questions about this in the past, and I've visited a number of hospitals. There are some very busy uh, maternity hospitals that uh, um, the proportion of foreign patients is more than 25%, so that's, that's, that's very high and it's significant. And the problem is is that, um, you know, that they don't come for, for maternity care beforehand, you know, because uh, pregnant mothers are supposed to visit hospitals to check up on complications, uh, you know, before 20 weeks. And uh, the problem is that's not happening, so they can sometimes be complicated cases. I mean, it's, it's really not ideal, uh, but, uh, you know, to, have, to see a patient for the first time when, they, when they're coming to give birth, because then there, there could be complications that should have been picked up earlier. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a problem for some time. If you go to any maternity hospital or any of the other departments, in fact, they'll tell you that the proportion of, of foreign-born patients is actually quite high. But uh, we, we, for some time, you know, we, we have a, had a problem with not knowing the extent of, of the problem. But uh, if, we, if we bill accurately, I think there's a way to, to, to solve this, to get funding for this. And, uh, you know, and I, I think it needs to be tried. And uh, the DA will certainly uh, be asking questions of housing legislature. And um, I, I think it's a way forward. It's a practical and constructive way forward.